D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast with your hosts, Karen and Dan. All right, welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around the one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week, we're bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content, and scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince the other that our baby is better. I'm Garen. And I'm Dan. And this week, we are lucky enough to have a very special guest in the lab with us. Uh, He is not only our community manager, but he is also the DM in the upcoming Metal and Magic Actual Play podcast. His name is the one and only Matt Forcefields. Hey guys, thanks for having me tonight. I'm super excited. You sound bored out of your mind. You sound actually like we're forcing (laughs) you to be here, (laughs) which we did, which we did. I've been locked in this closet for the last three weeks. All you give me is Twitter. And I'm frankly <laughs> sick of it. That um, was in the contract for community manager. I didn't read the contract because I was so excited, and I've been locked in this closet, surrounded by meth. I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about Metal and Magic? Okay, so Metal and Magic is the name that we've given our actual play podcast, but under that kind of umbrella, we're going to be releasing two actual play podcasts. The first of which will be releasing on... Uh, February 2nd, the first podcast will be my homebrew campaign where we play in a world I've created with gods I've created and rules that are 5th edition, but I may edit them just a little bit and um, people are going to get upset about the way I DM, but, you know, they can deal with it. It's fine. Just don't put this on Reddit and you'll be fine. Exactly. That's what I plan to do. The second actual play we're gonna do we haven't started recording yet but we're gonna run tomb of annihilation oh great wow perfect and in that i'll be playing right now my plan is to play a fire goliath that's one of the subclasses i created but i'm gonna be playing a fire goliath celestial warlock who uses a quarterstaff that is a shovel and you so you so fancy i know right i mean it sounds like it sounds like uh i'll definitely be tuning in uh, because you're going to force us to, but yeah. I'm definitely excited about it. Be sure to check out Metal and Magic Podcast. It's coming out February 2nd, which I believe is actually a few days ago. Be sure to check that out. It'll be on the Apple iTunes store and then anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Like I said, I've been locked in this closet. I don't know what day it is. Yeah, he, he has no idea what day or time it is, which is fine. He's got cats. Wait till we tell Matt uh, what happened <laughs> in the 2020 presidential election. It's going to blow his mind. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Matt. Our idea for this week actually came from Matt because he loves character portraits almost more than he loves characters, I think. And he sends us character portraits all the time. And that's what we're doing here. We each have a character portrait that we based a level 13 character around. Now, because this is an auditory medium, you all will miss out on this, but we'll do our best to half-ass describe what these pictures look like and we'll put them up on Twitter if we remember to do that. Yeah, you know, it's my only job, so I'll try my best to get them up on Twitter. Yes, indeed, and that means that all three of us came into the lab with our own characters today. This episode really should only run about three hours, uh, maybe three and a half. So uh, let's get to it. Matt, why don't you introduce us to your baby? Okay, my baby's name is Johar Stillwater. (laughs) He's a human variant. Already cheating. He is the Outlander background, lawful neutral, and he is a Storm Herald Barbarian, level six, Hunter Ranger, 
level seven. And just because I love you guys so much, I didn't pick the Unearthed Arcana uh, Ranger. That's respectable. He was born into a uh, tribe. His mother was a part of a nomadic tribe that roamed the coast of Faerun. His father's identity was a mystery to him for many years, but on her deathbed, his mother told him who his father was uh, and that he was a go. member of yes. House Orion in Faerun. After figuring that out, he realized. Wait, why. isn't the crest of the House Orion? Isn't it like a little? <laughs> isn't it like a little unicorn pony? It is a large unicorn pony. Thank you very much. It's not a little so you, this unicorn is, pony. You made a pony boy. He is a level thirteen pony boy. So oh, this God. overweight unicorn pony. <laughs> what does it represent to the House Orion? You know, I was told to keep my backstory short, so I don't know. Uh, hey, that but... fits right into the show. Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do great kid basically house orion is a trade house they deal with uh trades of goods and services so being a ranger doing the whole you know fur trapping deal he was able to work his way into the city and convince house orion that he was who he said he was and then it also helped that he was you know able to show them the magic that only their house can do because my human variant feat is dragon mark of passage which is one of the unearthed arcanas from a couple years ago and it gives its house specific and race specific wow he's super cheating garen super super yeah. duper cheating but hey don't don't spoil the surprise yet let us let us get to the details before you start telling yeah, us all your abilities but that's, he's a well, hunter what do you got, garen Oh, I'm sorry. You're still telling you're a hunter? Yeah, well, he's a hunter ranger. Hunter barbarian. ranger. Hunter ranger barbarian. Oh, yeah, it's super cheating. Okay. Oh, no, what? Well, Matt's not on Earth Arcana. Matt, what does your picture look like? Oh, yes. My picture that you guys so lovingly sent me. He's kind of a tanned guy with. Uh, Very accurate. I think that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> he, he has his arms outstretched. And in his arms, he's holding a uh, shorter blade, and the other arm is a longer blade. He's got a bunch of ponytails, uh, some tattoos, no shirt. I like shirt. that. He does, he does have a bunch of ponytails. That is true. No shirt and kind of like some dirty pants. All right, Garen, what do you got? Well, my picture that Matt sent me is <clears throat> of what I am taking to be a, a young woman holding up a really small bloody knife. And she's looking over her shoulder at you, and she's got this little bit of a coy look on her face like, yeah, I just murdered all those guys. And she's got a slash of black paint across her eyes and a really wicked hairdo kind of up on the top and braided on the side. She's wearing leather and metal armor, and I call this young woman Small Dala. And she she I'm has sorry. always been petite. But she, she made herself very competent. She was really good at killing, and <laughs> she got her way I in. I would not, I would not, for the record, I would not describe this picture as a petite woman. She has very broad shoulders. <laughs> She's wearing plate of metal on her on her shoulders. It makes them look broader. Also, it's all about perspective. This woman is This, this is woman clearly is five a foot... man, by the way. This, this is clearly, clearly a, a woman. This... It, no, it's a woman. In my intention of sending him that picture, it was a woman. She, okay. is, she is five Fair. foot two. <laughs> And this is a rogue ranger. She's a fallen Asimar. She is oh, a God. background of a haunted one. And she is neutral evil because she does not care. And she's really good at killing. She loves killing Celestials because when she found out she was an Asimar, she resented that. She's haunted by this, this past of her own. Her existence itself is kind of tortuous. And so she takes that Wait. out on the world around her. 
Garen, were you about to say she's haunted by her backstory? No, I yes, was not. Yes, because it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Dan, who's your Fine. character? Well, I have a striking young man that sort of looks like Bruce Lee with blue eyes, and he has he's wearing a cloak with a with a breastplate and MC Hammer pants, uh, and he has blue he has blue magic. That's all I can explain it as. Blue magic coming from his hands. This is obviously magic, Bruce Lee. But honestly, if uh, if I am to really go into further detail, I don't need to because both of you guys recognize this is the author of Sylvan Dark Thirty. What? You know, you know that that popular book, Sylvan Dark Thirty. He was the leader of the special ops unit out of the Dale Lands that brought down oh. the terrorist Lolth, the Spider Queen of the pantheon of the of the Dro. And basically, you know, she reigned in the Underdark in the caves, and uh, he smoked her out of her cave. If anybody gets that reference, George W. Bush and Osama bin Laden. Anyway, uh, specializing in uh, weakening and manipulating his enemies, he has a unique battlefield style. He became famous after bringing him down Loth and has now been sought out on his new adventure to insert plot hook here. (laughs) He is an arcane trickster rogue of eight levels and a warlock of the Archfey, five levels, half elf with a soldier background is Xanathias McElroy, but I didn't need to tell you that because he's the author of Sylvan Dark 30. Okay, anyway, that's that's all fine and dandy. We always like our guests to go first because they obviously don't know what they're doing. So, uh, Matt, what do you have for Melee? All right, for Melee, I'm going to argue a plus two. No. <laughs> okay. I already, I already hate it, but keep going. You can hate it all you want. Let's see, I've got a scimitar that has a, an attack bonus of plus nine to hit, and it's 1d6. Plus four, I've uh, got the fighting style two weapon fighting, so I can use my um, dexterity bonus on both of my attacks and proficiency for both attacks. He wields, he dual wields a scimitar and a short sword, both doing 1d6 plus four, both with a plus nine to hit. I've got Hunter's Mark that gives me an additional 1d6 damage. What's your overall damage output here? Uh, My overall damage output would be... 26 for one attack, but I've got two attacks, so... A total of 52 52, potential damage. But also, I've got Colossus Slayer, so from my ranger. So if they are damaged, I do extra damage to them. If they're below their maximum hit die, it's an extra D8, so that's an extra 8. Garen, he has purposely made this confusing so that we think that this is really impressive. Yeah, he's trying to list things to make it sound better than it is. It's it's I think okay. You're right. So I'm gonna say it's a total of sixty damage per On a turn. Good day. Yeah, if I roll max damage. You confuse the hell out of me. You're our guest. You get plus two. I'm no, not even... no, he gets a plus one. <laughs> Why does he get a Why? plus one? Sixty sixty potential damage output is great. Because I have got forty two base damage with two dagger attacks uh, in both hands. I've got sneak attack damage of four d six on top of that, and I've got dread ambusher where one of my attacks does an additional 1d8 so my overall damage output is higher than his okay, i get a plus two he gets a plus one get a plus two. <laughs> I oh mean, i wrote down plus what two. is your potential damage output garen on my first attack of a round i have got a potential damage output of 78 okay yeah that's a plus two matt take your plus one ah oh, shit and get the hell out of the closet <laughs> you're evicted Guys, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the uh, reasonable one here in the lab today. I'm gonna argue a zero. I have a rapier plus eight to hit, one d eight plus three damage. No, negative one. Fine. 
Okay. <laughs> he probably wanted a negative I'm gonna move, two. I'm, I'm going to move on. I probably was warranted a negative two, considering that you guys were putting out like 70 damage and I was putting out 11. But anyway, uh, ranged, I'm going to argue a plus two. I'm wielding a short bow, <laughs> plus eight to hit. 1d6 plus 3 piercing. I have the sharpshooter feed. So before I make an attack with a ranged weapon I'm proficient with, I can take a minus 5 penalty to the attack roll, and if the attack hits, I can add plus 10 to the attack's damage. And then I also have sneak attack. Because I'm a rogue. Puts out an additional 4d6 combined with the alert feat of plus 8 uh, initiative. This dude is ready to bang on ranged. You think Negative that's a 2? <laughs> yeah, it's a plus 2. What's the overall damage? That would be, uh, actually, best case scenario uh, would be 35. Oh, that's not a plus two. I think it's a plus one. There's there's a lot of stuff stacked there. I'd give him his plus one, yeah. Give him his plus Thank one. You. You're great. Okay, Garen, what do you got? I have got a short bow with a plus nine to hit, 1d6 plus four piercing damage. I've got two attacks. I've also got the sneak attack damage, the dread ambusher damage. I think that's at least worthy of a one. I'm going to expend my dice. I'm going to make you roll for that one. All right, I've got a plus three to my charisma, so I only need a 12 or better. And I rolled a seven, so that's going to be a zero. <laughs> that's a fail. So that's, money, that's money well spent, everyone. I want to let you know that I'm writing down these scores because I'm not letting you cheat me like you locked me in this fucking closet. I, well, while you're writing down that score, why don't you tell us what you have for ranged, Buster? All right, I'm going to go for a plus two just because I'm going to do plus twos all the way down. I'm joking. No, actually, I think I'm going to go a plus one. I've got a plus nine attack bonus with a short bow or a javelin. They're both 1d6 plus four. I've got extra attack. I've got Hunter's Mark. I've got Colossus Slayer. Same damage output with my melee and my ranged. I can accept this. Yeah, you can take it, yeah. And I, I should have got a plus two for melee because I forgot about uh, rage because I'm well, a barbarian. Tough, tough it's luck. all right. Quit living in the past, Fields. All right, Matt, what do you have for burninating, which is your magic damage output? I've got, I'm going to shoot for a zero. Oh, this, this isn't sounds good. like the weakest, the weakest link. Let's um, do it. Magic damage. I've got ensnaring strike. Ensnaring strike allows me to make an <laughs> attack against a He creature. thinks that if he explains it, that that's going to get him more points. Yep. Uh, they get the they get the regular damage from my attack plus an extra one d six piercing damage and can be restrained by magical vines. I've also yeah, that's control. Get out of here with your nonsense. okay. But it does damage and it's magic. Yeah, this is easily a minus two. Keep going. Wait, I'm not done. I've got my uh, rage aura because I am a storm herald barbarian and I picked C as my uh, storm aura because we uh, were a migrant tribe along the coast. So whenever I rage, a 10-foot aura encircles me. When this effect is activated, you choose one creature you see within your aura. That creature makes a deck save, and uh, on a failed save, they take 1d6 lightning damage. I can do that the whole time I'm raging. Spike growth? That's probably control. All right, your well's dry, Fields. Negative yeah. one. Negative one. I'll take it. Garen, what do you have for burninating? I've got Necrotic Shroud as part of my Fallen Asimar. I can trigger it once per long rest, and for that one minute that it's activated... I deal 13 necrotic damage on my first attack every round. So that's 13 magic damage every round. I also have Zephyr Strike, which deals additional 1d8 force damage on my first attack. And I've got the Hunter's Mark that Matt was talking about. I think I deserve a zero. What kind of ranger are you? I am a Gloomstalker. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really gone too much into that class. So potentially you're talking about on the first attack... 
you're talking about 21 potential burninating damage, but what else, what other spells do you have? Other than your first attack, what, what can you do? My first attack does 13 necrotic damage. <clears throat> Plus 1d8, I thought you said. That was for Zephyr Strike and Hunter's Mark. Those are my other spells. But the Zephyr Strike was only on the first attack as well. Yes, I, I, I cast the yeah. spell... And then it yeah. allows me to get advantage <laughs> on a weapon attack, and the attack yeah. deals 1d8 yeah. force damage. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, no. You're going to have to expel spell slots, and you're talking about the... It's it's super circumstantial. I don't, it's I don't a like spell. these melee We're talking about spells. burninating damage, and that's a spell. What else would yeah, burninating damage be? it's circumstantial. Be? I mean, it's fine. I mean, yeah, you can get your zero, I guess. That's okay. Because I'm going to come in and ask for a plus two. I've got Frostbite, Ray of Sickness, Chill Touch, Eldritch Blast, Lightning Dan with a list. Poison... Poison Spray, and Hellish Rebuke. I'll give you a plus one just because none of that excited me. No, that's plus two. I can go through the damage output of each of those if you'd like. Oh, God, please, no, you can have your plus two. How did you get Eldritch Blast? What are you again? Because I'm a warlock. Oh, you're a warlock. Yeah. Come on, Matt. I'm sorry. I can only hope the listeners are as confused about what's happening here as we are. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, I also have a familiar, so plus two. Just I'll take throw it. That out there. What yeah, is plus your, two. Thank you. What is your familiar? What does it look like? I don't know. A seahorse. I'm, you didn't okay, yeah, pick you your familiar. A, you Moving a, along, seahorse. You, you get a plus two for seahorse. Yeah, I have a no. Bruce Lee seahorse. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Fuck yeah, and I ride it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I love everything about it. So I'm it. gonna move on to control. Plus two. I've got hideous laughter, ray of sickness, which also not only does damage, but it can poisons a foe on a failed save. I have nice tools, magic aura, which places an illusion on a creature or object I touch so that divination spells reveal false information about it. The target can be a willing creature or an object that is is not being carried or worn by another creature. I also have ray of enfeeblement, sea invisibility, invisibility, misty step, bestow curse, without using a spell slot, which allows me to choose one ability score. While cursed, the target has disadvantage advantage on that ability check and saving throws made with that ability score. While cursed, the target has disadvantage on attack rolls against you, and the target must make a wisdom saving throw at the start of each of its turns. If it fails, it wastes that action, and that turn does nothing. And while the target is cursed, your attacks and spells deal an extra 1d8 necronic damage to the target. I also have Hypnotic Pattern which creates a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air in a 30-foot cube within range. The pattern appears for a moment and then vanishes. Each creature within that area uh, sees the pattern, makes a wisdom saving throw, and on a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. While charmed, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. Uh, I also have Fey Presence. My patron bestows upon me the ability to project beguiling and fearsome presence of the Fey. As an action, I can cause each creature within a 10-foot cube originating from me to make a wisdom saving throw against my uh, warlock attack spell save DC, which is 17. The creatures that fail their saving throws are all charmed or frightened by you, my choice, until the end of my next turn. Plus two. I zoned out. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh, that was no, no. Sorry, no. That was that was uh, that was my hypnotic pattern. Matt, welcome to my experience when Dan gets in the list mode. So hardcore <laughs> list mode. Because would, I'm in control, guys. That's a plus two. I'd give him a plus two just so we can move on. Oh, hold on. Hypnotic pattern is very cool, though. I give you that. Yeah. Okay. Very cool spell. Uh, I'm, a, yeah, I'm sorry. a very no. It's good. I'm like I'm super like caster happy. So the fact that I'm playing a barbarian ranger tonight is throwing me off. I love I love magic. So let's. We're so you're saying go. you have no control? I have some control. Yes. Got my storm aura, which again, as long as I'm raging, ten foot aura, I can zap people with lightning. I have bike growth, 
which I get to pick a an area of the map and uh, cause spikes in a 20-foot radius to twist and sprout from the ground like spikes and thorns. When a creature moves into or within this area, they take 2d4 piercing for every 5 feet they travel. It's also difficult terrain, so they can only travel half their uh, movement speed while inside. The transformation of the ground is camouflage, so it looks natural. So they're not going to know what they're getting into unless they roll a perception check that beats my spell DC. I've also got ensnaring strike, which when I hit it with a melee attack... Or a weapon attack. It could be melee. It could be uh, ranged. I do the normal damage, plus they are restrained unless they um, are large or larger. Everybody gets a saving throw, but the larger, larger creatures get a uh, get advantage. They're going to be restrained, and they take 1d6 piercing damage at the start of each of their turn while they're restrained. I also have Misty Step, which I'm going to call control because I can get the heck out of there with just using a bonus action. So I can yep, attack. I, I, used, I used Misty Step as control. It's valid. So yeah, I can attack and then Misty Step and then run away with my movement, which is 40 because I'm a level 6 Barbarian. I'm looking for a plus 1 here. Uh, I think that's a 0. Garen, what do you say? Well, I think Matt lost his privilege to make fun of Dan for going on too long because you just... <laughs> I could give him a one, though. I think he had some things there that kind of controlled the battlefield. You're not going to any of your dice, are you? You're just going to Not yet. All right, so he gets a plus one. Moving along, Garen, what do you have for control? This is how it's done, you fools. I got silence. I have got the cunning action. Uh, if you being... have silence, why don't you go ahead and cast that right now? <laughs> Boom. Silence over you. Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> cunning action. My rogue ability. Necrotic Shroud, when I activate that, creatures must roll a check or they become frightened of me. I also have the Martial Adept feat, and I took one of my superiority die for the fainting attack. When I roll that die, I get advantage on the attack, and the creature uh, with also bonus damage, which allows me to throw off my foes with the way I'm moving around. I am also a small, beautiful, and a woman very confusing, very <laughs> controlling to the battlefield with men around me. I think I deserve a one. I'm going to go negative one. How's that? I'll no. meet you in the middle and just go zero. There was there was some good stuff in there, but I didn't okay. think anything that was going to dominate the battlefield. I, I think I think you're going to have to settle with a zero there, friendo. I'll, I'll take the zero. zero. And okay. I'll roll right into tankiness then. How about that? Go for it. 86 hit points, base AC of 15, but it bumps up to a 17 if I'm only using one of my daggers because I've got the dueling fighting style. I also have the uncanny dodge and evasion as being a rogue and the cunning action where I can dash, disengage, or hide. I am very hard to bring down and I have a very decent AC and HP arguing? for my level. I think that makes me a one at least. I can tell you exactly why you're not a one. Oh, because please. I have I have ex I have almost exactly the same thing, other than the fact that I have 104 HP. I have an AC of 16, thanks to the armor of gleaming breastplate, which, you... as you can see by my picture, is clearly justified. It is a magic item. It gives my an AC of 16. I also have mage armor. I have cunning action, uncanny dodge, and evasion. I am arguing only a mere plus one, Garen. So, so Garen go gets a zero. Yeah, you take a zero. I'll take that plus one. Yeah, but I'm resistant to necrotic and radiant damage, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, those necrotic and radiant damage attacks are always coming through. I, I would say ne that. necrotic is r frequent in the campaigns I run, but... That's because your heart is dead. 
Well, tell us why you're tanky then. All right, well, I have a 16 AC, which doesn't seem good, but I also have 142 hit points. Whoa! Um, that's, that, that's that barbarian swag. And I have multi-attack defense as a ranger, a plus two whenever to my, uh, I'm sorry, a plus four to my AC whenever I'm attacked multiple times in one round, like a creature has multiple attacks. If a creature attacks me with multiple attacks, I get a plus four for each subsequent attack. So one what attack- What is that from? That's from the book, the player's handbook. Have you read it though? Where is, is that just a ranger base ability? That is a level seven ranger ability. You pick one. I love one. that. It's so, so it's plus four. That brings me up to a 20. And then if they attack me with a third attack, as far as I'm reading it, that brings me up to a 24. Yeah. So take just, your plus two. J- that's yeah. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> You're making me angry. All right, Matt, tell us what you do for your friends in Ally Assist. How do you help your fellow party members? All right, well, I have Cure Wounds as a ranger, so healing. I've got uh, Light for those of my party who can't see in the dark. I've got Detect Poison and Disease. This is where we're going to go ahead and get into my um, my dragon. Poison and Disease. We're not counting that, Matt. No, that is... That doesn't help anyone. Keep going. Am I sick? I'm throwing up uncontrollably, but can you cast a spell and see if I'm sick? I also have... I'm just going to move on. I've got Beast Sense. Garen has used this multiple times in this category. You know, always detecting where my And now I hear how bullshit that was, so no. (laughs) I've got... (laughs) I've got uh, Danger Sense. I can sense if there are traps around. (laughs) I have Teleportation Circle... As a fifth level spell, I can cast once per long rest. I know it takes 10 minutes and it's not good on the battlefield, but I can teleport us anywhere I want with my teleportation circle from my dragon's mark. Matt, I am not feeling a strong ally assist category for you here. I'm not done, though. Okay, give us something really good, because right now you got, like, cure wounds. Oh, you saying teleportation circle isn't good? Stupid. Teleportation is stupid. But what about my danger sense as a as a barbarian? The amount of time you've taken to explain this, I've already soiled myself. Can you go ahead and cast and see if I'm sick? Uh, yeah, using my detect disease and poison, I can tell that you are not sick, but you're just full of shit. Matt, do you sense the danger of a negative one? I, I sense a zero. Yeah, no, no, no. There was the, You really were stretching with a lot of that. No, negative one. Get out of but, here. But my herbalism pack. <laughs> Unless there's some good herbs in there to help out the party mellow out. Take this as a lesson that you need to get more creative with your arguments and accept your negative one. I worked on this during my lunch break. Give me a break. (laughs) Oh, the lunch break character creation. The, you know, the two second lunch break you give me while I'm in the closet. You eat your fish heads and be happy about it. (laughs) If I'm to proceed with ally assist, I'm arguing a negative one. I have mage armor. That's it? Negative two. Negative two. I have something. Negative two. Can it I use, is, wait, wait, can I use my roll? You can force him to roll, but it's a very low DC to get a negative one. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Nah, I'll wait. Matt, let's just bully him into a negative two. Dan, accept I, your negative two. But I have something. <laughs> you have one spell. One spell. All of the things and I and, listed, I got a negative one. At least cure wounds, like, gives you something to have. I mean, All Mage right, Armor could help. Sh- shut up. I'll take my minus two. Everybody go away. <laughs> Garen, what do you do for your friends except bully them? <laughs> I've got healing hands. Every long rest, I got 13 HP that I could give my friends. I've got pass without a trace, which allows us, me and my friends to move stealthily. 
and I have Distracting Strike, where I expend a superiority die, giving my allies an opening. You add the superiority die to the damage, and the next attack against the target by a friend has advantage on the attack. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what are you arguing? I am arguing a zero. Okay, I will give you that zero if you tell me how you're going to flavor that Distracting Strike. Okay, she dives in with her tiny little dagger, right? And she like slices them along the ribs. And then she goes, ooh, your shirts aren't going to fit so good anymore. And he's like, looks down at his shirt and he's like, oh shit, you're right. And then my friend comes in, stabs him in the collarbone. I don't know. <laughs> no? I guess, yeah, take it. That's fine. The dead silence was really, really hurting my confidence. Well, you casted, you casted silence with that one. It was terrible. <laughs> All right, moving along. Garen, how balanced is, is your little cheek, cheeky poo? I think she's very balanced. I've got strength of 10, dex of 18, con of 13, intelligence of 10, wisdom of 13, <laughs> charisma of 16. I am proficient in seven things. I've got a passive perception of 16. I mean, for a rogue ranger, this is pretty great because wisdom is my spellcasting modifier for ranger, but I don't need to use it for any DCs for any of the spells that I'm casting. So that charisma of 16 and that dex of 18 are just carrying me through all of my situations here. Plus two. I'm not going to argue with you because I'm making pretty much the same argument. So, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, he can have his plus two. Yeah, I'm just going to run through what I've got really quick. I'm also arguing a plus two. Got a strength of eight, dex of 16, con of 10, intelligence of 14, wisdom of 10, charisma of 18. Here's where things get interesting. I have uh, my spellcasting modifiers are intelligence and charisma on a spell tech bonuses of plus seven and plus nine and spell save DCs of 15 and 17. I am proficient in athletics, a plus 14 on deception checks, plus 10 on insight checks, plus nine on intimidation, plus 14 on persuasion, plus eight in sleight of hand, plus 13 on stealth, plus five in survival. I don't know if you can get a much more optimized rogue than this but that is an easy plus two and then we of course can throw in the plus eight on initiative rolls but i think I that strength of eight is holding you back eh, that's optimized dude i, I got dex based weapons i got I, daggers and rapiers i was told it doesn't have to be optimized it just has to be fun <laughs> boy i like it plus two he used yeah. our tagline that's it i get I, it i get a plus two for using the tagline moving on what do you have I have a strength of 10, a dex of 18, a constitution of 14, an intelligence of 11, a wisdom of 14, and a charisma of 11. I am proficient in six things, uh, athletics, acrobatics, nature. I actually have expertise in nature. Animal handling, perception, and survival. I've got a passive perception of 17. My initiative is plus four. Nothing's below a 10. And you're not charismatic at all. You know, this uh, char charisma is my favorite stat, but Garrett, I couldn't... make him roll. He has no charisma. Yeah, what are you arguing for this? I was arguing a plus one. I think you should roll for that. Yeah. What do I have to get? 15. I have to get a 15. All right, so I'm rolling, and I got a 15 exactly. All right. Uh, all thank, right, fine, thank plus you. one. Thank you, no modifier. Get, get back in the closet. <laughs> I got my loaded die Matt, for that one. Matt, we are going to move on to Smooth Operator, which this is how well you can manipulate a situation, use those friendly charismatic things that you're going to excel in so well. Uh, let's yeah. go ahead and see what you got. So I've got light. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, I know, crazy, right? Plus two. That was um, a pregnant pause. <laughs> I have I have Druid Craft. 
Oh, this is hey, a bad make, category for make, Matt. Make me make me a flower, little little pony boy. I can create a tiny harmless sensory effect that predicts the weather. So yeah. that's that's friendly, you know, yeah. friendly little weather man. Yeah, you can totally manipulate people with that. I'm going to tell you it's going to rain in a couple hours. Okay, can I give you an example of how I used this in a game once to, sure. to persuade you to not give sure. me a negative two? Yeah, I was um, going to say, maybe that'll help you a little. So uh, we were in a bar, and my druid cast light and simultaneously made um, all the flowers in the, uh, in the bar bloom. And people started throwing money at him because they failed their um, intelligence saves, and he thought they were that I was a god. So I made like 400 gold that night just by making random shit happen. I can instantly that light or snuff that's out a candle. Pretty, that's pretty good. I'm just I'm going for a negative one because I've got yeah, something. Negative one. Yeah, you get it. Sweet. Yeah, I like that example. Karen, what do you have for a smooth operator? I am proficient in my forgery and disguise kit. I also have the spell disguise self. I have Umbral Sight, which means my dark vision is increased to 60 feet, and I have advantage against being detected by creatures that rely on dark vision. I have a plus 13 to Persuasion, a plus 14 to Stealth and Sleight of Hand, and I have Master of Intrigue, which means if I listen to a creature speak for one minute, I can replicate their accent so they think I am a local as long as I can speak the language. And that's okay, because I am proficient in six languages. That's nice. a plus two. <laughs> that's pretty smooth. Uh, but I will, I will say, uh, you no, know, that's going to be a plus one, and and even for the plus one, you're going to have to roll for it. I mean, you like, already Matt, asked me Matt, to roll, Matt. You're going to have to use your. Dice you can't too. just call the shots. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving mine for you. Oh, oh yes, shit. all right, yes. Fine. But what is he's not getting elite. a plus two. He's not getting a plus two I would, because he honestly, speaks six languages. That's not enough. I can. How am three. I not getting a plus two? Okay, with that I'll show you why you're not getting a plus two. Here we go. Invisibility, minor illusion, hideous laughter, find familiar, silent image. I have illusory script, which allows me to write on parchment paper or some other suitable writing material and imbue it with a, a potent illusion that lasts for the duration. To you and any other creatures you designate when you cast a spell, the writing appears normal, written in your hand and conveys whatever meaning intended when you wrote the text. To all others, the writing appears as if it were written in an unknown magical script and is unintelligible. Alternatively, you can cause the writing to appear to be an entirely different message written in a different hand and language, though the language must be one that you know. I also have Nice Tools Magic Aura, Misty Step, Major Image, Hypnotic Pattern. I have a plus 14 to Deception. I have a plus 10 to Insight. I have a plus 14 to Persuasion, plus 13 to Stealth, plus 8 to Sleight of Hand, and I have Fey Presence, which as an action I can cast to charm someone on a successful wisdom save. Can we talk about how Misty Step doesn't help anyone but yourself no no it's it, it it's not this is an ally assist this is me being sneaky misty step i'm like shoop, i'm gone and oh i'm in i'm in your bedroom and i'm stealing mis your stuff i misunderstood this category you sure did <laughs> and that's why you earned that score of a negative yeah, one yeah yeah i did so and you, wait you're you listen to the show don't you i do and i wrote a whole blog post with what each category was and what they meant that's a shame so and, I get that you know, plus two, right? No, first think, of all, I'm disappointed in Matt. And second, Dan, you can't go Super Saiyan list every time you feel like you're under the gun here. Because I thought this no, was, that's an easy plus two. Did you hear what I had? I thought this was we just all friendly heard it. charisma. Like helping, it, like in, in... It's not only charismatic, but it's how well you can uh, move your way around a situation and, and deceive, but without harming someone. I got you. Dan, I think you get a plus two, and I think Aaron gets a plus one. Thank you.
I'm going to move on to Spitting Fire. And I'm going to argue a plus one. I have Hold Person, Ray of Enfeeblement, Bestow Curse. I have a plus nine to Intimidation Checks, and I have Fey Presence, which can, as an action, can frighten if I choose. Plus one. No, you. that was all double dipping. I'm giving you a zero at the best. The Hold Person was not double dipping. Uh, so that's why you get your zero then. <laughs> No, I'm arguing a plus one. I, that's an easy plus Not one. interesting. Garrett, Not roll. interesting argument. I'm sorry, Dan, roll for it. Thank you. I have to get a 15, and I have a plus four modifier, I believe. Okay. I rolled an 18. Shit. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Plus one. He's so full of it. <laughs> Who's next? Me? You? Yeah, you. Okay, so I've got a uh, plus five to athletics, you know, kicking down doors and whatnot. I've got plus nine to acrobatics, ensnaring strike... Matt, buddy, come up with something here. I'm trying. This was hard for me for this character portrait. Wait, wait. Can can I just say, we were getting nothing but text messages for like a week or two about how badly we were going to lose in the lab, and I am not impressed. I'm, you look, let me tell you this. I wrote plus two next to everything, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> that doesn't mean you win. It does. Look, okay, I've got a plus 18 to dex... I've got an 18 to dexterity, which is a plus four. I've got plus four sleight of hand, this, plus nine acrobatics. You know, I've got stuff. I have a swim speed of 30. Tell us more about that swim speed. And I can breathe underwater. Wait a minute, this is spitting, this is spitting fire. <laughs> yeah, I can breathe underwater. So I can How take, does that intimidate people? I can Use that to them. your advantage. Uh, okay, look, I can take them and drag them underwater where they can't breathe, and I can. So That's a stretch. Ooh. No, no, it's a grapple check. Garen, um, you have oh! a dice... Garrett, you have a dice. Use it. Look, no, I, I already used it, Dan. Pay, everyone you has bullied rolled. me into using it. <laughs> everyone has rolled. I want a plus one because I am greedy. I think Matt deserves the plus one because not only did he come up with the idea of drowning his foes to get out of a situation, he <laughs> reflected on you with a with a snapback that was also accurate to the rules. I think that's a plus one. Okay. I'll accept Fair. it. Garen, what do you have for spitting fire? <laughs> I've got the rope trick. You touch a length of rope that is up to 50 feet long. One end of the rope rises into the air until the whole rope hangs, perp hangs perpendicular to the ground. At the upper end of the rope, an invisible entrance opens to an extra, extra dimensional space that lasts until the spell ends. Matt, don't you have a miniature of this spell? It's a, uh, it's a Pathfinder miniature, but basically yes. Yeah. Okay. Keep yeah. going, Garen. So here's what I do. I say, guys, I'm going to perform a magic trick. I know that you don't trust us right now, but watch this. Make the rope go up there. The space opens in the sky. Like, go ahead, climb that rope. See how fun it is up there. As soon as they go up there, boom, spell ends. They're trapped in an extra dimensional space, and I have just won the day. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I will give you whatever you're arguing for. What is your performance modifier? Plus three. My save is a, is a 15 on wisdom. I'm going to roll against yours. So you roll performance, and I'll roll wisdom. Modified 20. Oh, yeah, you win. <laughs> so I get my plus two then. Wait, you have rope trick and that's it? <laughs> yeah. That's a zero. That, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a negative I, one. I mean, yeah, you have one thing. It's negative one. You can get that. I also have okay. my necrotic shroud that makes people afraid of me. That's okay. pretty good. That zero. Is, that's like a zero. That. Fair. Matt, why don't you tell us why somebody would want to play your little pony boy All right. in the X Factor? So my pony boy has some decent output and damage. He really, he he's a tank. He's a, he's a really frontline fighter but if he needs to he can get the hell out of dodge real quick he's like i said he's a barbarian he's a storm herald barbarian which is honestly the only barbarian i would ever play because it sounds so awesome you get a rage aura 
that as you level up, you get different things. My Rage Aura is, uh, gives me resistance to lightning and a bunch of other stuff. You have that D6 lightning damage that you can do while you're raging for free. It doesn't even count as a bonus action. It's just free. So if you want to put out a massive amount of damage with a ranger barbarian that doesn't piss off your team members for being super overpowered because you picked the Unearthed Arcana Ranger or the Revised Ranger, I would definitely uh, give Johar a try. Also, you know, the added bonus of being from a noble house and getting a unicorn on your crest. Aww. That is very heartwarming. Garen, why do why does anybody want to play your stupid character? Small Dala is a master of the night. She's a killer extreme, and she's got a little tiny dagger that she's going to stick between your ribs. Play Small Dala. And she's going to ruin your clothes. Um, <laughs> I can tell you right now, you just want to play the author of Sylvan Dark 30, who took down Loth, the spider queen, of the pantheon of the of the draw that's how it's gonna go that's what you want to do <sighs> well matt i've kept the score i think you have too yeah, do you want to read the scores or should i drum roll um go ahead garen after a harrowing three-man battle matt got four points i got five points and dan got eight points that's Ooh. Cool. yeah Ooh. yeah <laughs> take it to the bank dan how dare you <laughs> I think that's congratulations. I think. Matt, but you fought a good battle. I thought it was it was a very fun episode. We all made fun characters. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Stay tuned to the Character Lab. Here's some things we got coming down the pipe. You ready? Fresh meth. We're just working on a brand new batch. It's crystally. <laughs> it's sharp. It's going to keep you awake for days. Second, I check out on DM's Guild. <laughs> Check out on DMs Guild the Microbes of Malice. That is our disease spell supplement that we put out recently. Matt helped us. Matt helped us write it. It's fantastic. We got a giveaway coming up with our friends Lore Smith, where we are going to be giving away a PDF version of their Remarkable Inns book, which is a fantastic collection of taverns that you can implement into your game. We're going to be creating characters to go along with that. That's coming up in February. And on Valentine's Day, we're doing an episode themed around who is best at ally assist especially. We're going to roll for that level now, and we are going to be making level 18 characters for oh. Valentine's Day. Oh, That's daunting. Well, I'm actually really excited for all that. I want to thank everybody for supporting us and listening to us. I want to also plug the fact that we also have those min-max shirts available on Spreadshirt. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Each and every shirt that we sell supports our show and allows us to keep doing what we are doing and improve the sound a little bit. Glad that we've finally gotten that a little bit better. I would also like to thank Matt Force Fields for coming on the show today, and be sure to check out Metal and Magic Actual Play Podcast, the first Episode has already aired on February 2nd, and you can get that wherever you get your podcast, Google Play Store, Apple iTunes, any of those good things. And as always, remember, it doesn't have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. Have a great week, guys. This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at DND Character Lab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.